Now entering Nerdist.com. True it with a guy named Kevin. True it and this other guy Steve. True it from the TV and the movies, and now this podcast stream. True it, they're gonna get chewy. True it, they might even get me. True it, but they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. What do you got? Oh my God. I am eating French fries from Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, really? They have some pretty good French fries. They have the best French fries in the world. You know why? Because they're salty. That's what it is. They're very salty. That's what it is. Listen, you can go no wrong. You can do no wrong when you salt something. Yeah. And they've got like, it's not just salt. It's like a seasoned salt. But I, it's so salty. And I ate a bunch of them last night that like I can still, I have that feeling on my tongue still. Mm-hmm. When you eat like a... Tub of popcorn at the movie theater. Yeah, or whatever. like your tongue's a touch raw. Yeah, like I can f- I can feel a salt on my on my yeah on my mouth. It's like a salt of salt. <laughs> it's an assault of salt. Yeah, yeah. No, I I like um I got a, a bite of those fries last night. Yeah, we ordered three orders of fries, like total. Who now? You and the other comics? Yeah, okay. and our, and our openers. Uh, yeah, uh, we we th- those fries came with ketchup and then like a like. Like an aioli sauce, sure. Like a like a tangy something tangy. Yeah, an aioli okay, sauce. Okay, yeah, aioli sauce. <laughs> like a, a Danny aioli sauce. <laughs> okay, and then uh, I love also Danny like, aioli. Like a ranch dressing. Like three choices. Okay, yeah. And those the those, ranch seemed to be the favorite. That was the first uh, dude. That was the first. Uh, what do you call that? Ramekin. That was empty. A ramekin. Yeah, because French fries, salty French fries mm-hmm. with ranch dressing is. So goddamn delicious. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, so I am eating what I consider to now be the best French fries on the planet. All right. I, I was actually like, I got off my set and I and I um and you went on and I went back to the green room. Yeah, and there was a plate of fries That's sitting right. there on the table, ordered by yours truly. Okay, nobody in there. Right, yeah. and so I I was like I was hungry. I just did my set, so I just came off. I'd done like fifty minutes. I was on stage. Yeah, and I came off and uh, I just I was standing over the plate just eating the. The fries, like, you know, hunched over, yeah. standing, dipping fries in the ranch not dressing. Sitting, not sitting. Not sitting. Okay. Not sitting. Just eating them. This is a serious eat here. Yeah, it was an eat. And then uh, uh, the uh, opener, a young fellow named uh, Michael Longfellow, yeah. walked into the, to the room, caught me. Yeah. Mid-chew, mm-hmm. standing over someone else's fries. Mm-hmm. I could have only assumed they were his. Yeah. No, they were mine. Okay. They were mine. Then I don't feel bad. No, you shouldn't have felt bad. I, you know, <laughs> I mean, they had... I don't know if you know about the evolution of the French fries oh. in our green room last oh, night. Oh, no, I don't. Okay, no. I thought you were telling me the, the history of the French fry. Yeah, the, uh, the first French fry was created. <laughs> 1832. Yeah, uh, much earlier than that. You'd be yeah. surprised. The Chinese in yeah. the Ming Dynasty. Yeah, in, in China. Yeah. They ordered French fries. But back then, they weren't called French, though. They were called Chinese fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Okay, so what? So what happened in the green room with the French fry? What, what was the... What was the thing? Well, so the, the storyline. The first bowl of French fries that arrived yeah. was a mystery bowl. Meaning you don't know who ordered them. No one ordered them. Okay. They arrived, and then what we surmised was that, uh, like, Michael Longfellow yeah. had ordered a kale salad for his dinner. Oh, brother. Okay. I, I know, I know. We, these we, millennials these days. We haven't given him enough shit. He's a, a kale salad. He's a young millennial, Good too. kid, good kid, good comic. And, um, but uh, apparently that they come with the kale salad, which is a bit of a ah, contradiction. that's weird. But he didn't. But they came out first. Okay. And so they were sitting there. Nobody. We didn't touch them for a while. And somebody. Fi- I think it was Don Steinmetz, right. right? Our featured comedian last right, night. Right. Right. Former retired police officer. Yep. Fierce guy. Fierce with some guy. great yep. stories. Yep. And uh, he finally said, because he's a 
a detective. Sure, he was investigating where those fries came from. He said, whose fries are these? <laughs> As any good cop would do. Yeah, and I said, I don't know. And, and Michael said, I don't know. And Don said, I don't know either. And we said, huh. they're not heifers or they'd be gone. Yeah, they'd be gone. I ate my fries. I had fries with a burger. Yeah. yeah, and then Sloan, the waitress, came in, yeah. and we said, "Who's? what are these? She said, they come with the kale salad. We're huh. like, oh, that's oh. silly, but okay. And so then we dug in, sure. and they were going fast. So we said, Sloan, we need So another. three men on that bowl. He did yeah. three men on that bowl. Going fast. <laughs> going fast. And was everyone going for the ranch, or just have people mix it up? No, because on the first one, it was just, it was just ketchup and the aioli sauce. Oh, I see. Okay. Got ranch. it. But I broke, the, like they said, uh, she said, oh, they're, they're yours. Yeah. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to get in on that. And I took a fry, and I was like, oh, these are delicious yeah, fries. And good then, fries. And then they were gone. Sure. And uh, I think was, uh, it, it, she came back to see how we were, and we were like, we're going to need another one of these. Yeah. And then uh, before the second show started, another I bowl. said, I think, I think we should probably get a, another bowl of French fries. <laughs> and, uh, and they came. And oh, good. Okay. So that's what I, I got into. Yeah. That's what I stuck my, my face into. Yeah. As you got your my meat gob smacker. Into. Yeah. And did you, did you polish them off? No, no. Did Longfellow polish them off? I don't think so. No, no. We uh, they just they kind of went. You know, they just got I don't know cold and <laughs> hard. I I like I like like your heart. <laughs> I like the name Longfellow. It's a good name. Yeah, that kid should 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 uh, capitalize on that. Look, uh, cash in on that name. We've had some Chew Crew here at the shows. We had some great Chew Crew here. Um, uh, let's plug the upcoming show. Okay, okay. Let's do that. Let's uh, let's go. Um, so whatever this this weekend this weekend it'll be right when this podcast comes yeah out. we're gonna be in Charlotte North Carolina mm-hmm. at the Comedy Zone yeah great spot yeah we've been there a couple times mm-hmm. uh, it's a fun club it is a fun club in Charlotte so it's June fifteenth sixteenth and seventeenth yes we got a show on Thursday two on Friday two on Saturday yeah and um, get some tickets now Chew Crew come say howdy to us come say hi because it's fun because it, it, we're in Phoenix now. And we've had a bunch of Chew Crew come up to us. Yeah. And I think some Chew Crew shy, though. I think if you're Chew Crew, you've got to come up and tell us you're Chew Crew. Yeah, listen, we do a meet and greet after every show. Yeah. If you're Chew Crew, you have to come to the meet and greet. Yeah, and just say, hey, we're Chew Crew. Yeah. And then we know. You yeah. Know I mean? it, then you get a special hug. You do. You do. Like, you get a special Chew Crew hug. If you're a dude, we give you a double handshake. Like, not a single hand. Well, I will <laughs> cup your, your hands. Oh, jeez. And okay. if your girl will give you a hug. And we might even sure. hug you if you're a dude. I'll hug you if you're a dude. And I'll shake your hand double. I'll give you a double handshake sure. if you're a girl. Too. I'll, hug your, I'll hug your hand. If you, I'll hug your body if you're a dude or a chick. There's love here. Yeah. The Chew Crew. For the Chew Crew. What do you do, Chew Crew? But I think some, some of them are shy, you know. Maybe. But you'll see someone with like a T-shirt on. Maybe they don't come and say hi to you. You know what I mean? Well, but if they're know, wearing a T-shirt and they're coming, then they're, you know. I think, you know what? I'm going to say, I, I respectfully, I'm going to blame you for this. Me? Yeah. What did I do? Well, it's because, you know, your onstage persona is very scowly. So I bet what? You, I bet you intimidate people. My onstage <laughs> persona is lovable. It's very it's scowly. It's lovable and embracing. Like you... You stand with your microphone. Your middle finger is aimed at the entire crowd. You're telling everybody "fuck you" the whole time. Well, just because I my my hands are so large. Is that I what it is? To. There's not enough room for. Well, it's funny. Fingers. Like I, I was watching. Uh, uh, you know, the we're in, when we're recording right now. The Cleveland Cavaliers won last night, right? Yeah. So uh, there was a press conference for LeBron, mm-hmm. and he I took the microphone out of the stand and held it in his hand. Yeah. And it was like he was holding a popsicle stick. It was right. just a little. Like, the microphone looked so tiny in his hand sure. that it was ridiculous. And he was just holding it with, like, two fingers. Yeah. Because it was like holding, like, a toothpick or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? For him, that's how I feel like I am. Well, those guys are superhuman. Do you remember when we met Shaquille O'Neal? I do. 
And literally, it was like... It was at the Superman premiere. Superman premiere. For Warner Brothers. His, I mean, his ass was literally at my chest. Yeah. And his hand was the size of your head. So as you shook hands with him, your hand disappeared inside of his hand. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And I, it made me wonder, like, what is it like for him? Right. For Shaq to meet people. Like, he must just view people as, like, tiny little creatures. Sure. Like, they're all, we're all children to Shaq. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless you're another, like, seven-footer. Unless a, you're his kid. Yeah. But that was, like, when I, uh, I was in Hawaii, and uh, this is a random story, and uh, I think I was there for, it was for a film festival. Yeah. And Dave Winfield from the Yankees. Okay, sure. He was 6'8". Was there. Yeah. And he was there with his kid. Okay. And, or with his whole family. And his kid, I'm telling you, was... This kid was probably like 10 years old or 11 years old, already taller than me. Yeah. Like prepubescent. The kid had, sure. had not hit his stride yet, and he was already a giant. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. That's, you know what goes on my list of hates? <laughs> I hate prepubescent kids that are taller than me. That's that are taller bullshit. than you? Yeah. Because they're only going to get taller. They're only going to get taller. Leaving you in the dust. The, you know what? It's, it's really, it's, I've started to uh, become conscious of this now because like your kid yeah, and Jay's kid are both approaching like that period of time in the next few years. Like, well, let's just keep it to your kid. Okay. Okay. So, like, your kid in a few years, he's going to hit his growth spurt. Sure, I'll get taller. I yeah. hope. And it's like the nature of my relationship with him is very antagonistic. Sure. And at some point, he's going to get taller than me, and it's not going to be cool. <laughs> it is not going to be cool. <laughs> but you know what? Let me someday. Everyone's be taller than you. That's right. That's right. Even my kids. And yep. I hope. I hope that's the case. It's true. Um, but Chukru, come out and say hi. And um, oh, you know what we were talking about? Also, uh, we got to start pushing the Chukru to rate the podcast. Yeah, because we have a lot of great Chukru listeners, and we don't. But we don't push like, you know, the reality is when you rate it, you know, on iTunes or whatever it is, that um, more people find it uh, if it's highly rated. Yeah. So if people go out and give it five stars, it'll help spread the word of the Chu. Yeah, Chew Crew. so Chew Crew, give us five stars. So go out, go on there when you're listening to somebody and rate us. That'll yeah. be very helpful to you us. You know what, Chew Crew, here's, here's what's happened. Kevin and I finally care. <laughs> we finally care. We're, we're 210 start, episodes in and we finally start, care. Is that what it is? We're going to start promoting the podcast. Like it dawned on us on us uh, yesterday. Like, right. Like, we should what? start talking about it at the shows. Like, <laughs> we hey. should mention it at our live shows. Yeah. You're right. We should. But, it, but no, but I mean, I think the Chew Crew likes it because it's a little gem that they find. You know yeah, I mean? but you know what, though? But you want to go mainstream. You want to go mainstream. To, I'm ready to take it mainstream. Okay. Let's go five-star ratings. Okay. Help us out, Chew Crew. And, um, and tell a friend. You know what? Let's double our listenership. Every Chew Crew member, go out and recruit a friend to yeah, listen to the podcast. That's a great idea. Have them start with this one because this one kicks ass so we're, far. We're already kicking some ass. Yeah, Chew Crew, uh, bring a buddy. And uh, have them join the Chew Crew. Because wouldn't it be cool, like I know like you're at work maybe and you're listening to it on your headphones. Wouldn't it be cool if the office decided to just pump it through the speakers? Yeah. Because everyone in the office loves it so you much. You know what we should do? Wouldn't that be great? You know what we should do, Chew Crew? Uh, this week, why don't you all um, tweet at us and tell us who you want us to shout out. And on the next two-man chew that we do. Yeah, what's this? Like Mr. Rogers? We're going to we're gonna shout out everybody who tweets at us. We are? Yeah, we sure are, Kev. Okay. That could be a million people. Then then I will do a million shout outs. be boring for the crew. No, it won't. Okay. We're going to make it special for each and every one of them. All right, crew. Put a little personal flair on All each right. and every member of the Chew crew. Okay. That or, is. No, you know what you do, though? You say it's a, like a lottery. 
So you shout it out, and then we pick 10 at random out of a hat. Okay, you want to do it that way? No, we can do them all. You want to do it that <laughs> way? No, let's do them all. Let's okay. do them all. But only if you get a new true crew member. Oh, you got to get a new true crew member. Yeah, right? now it's conditional. Okay. Now I've made I don't it mind conditional. That. Uh, but no, we're, you know, the true crew, it's always fun to see them at the show. And um, um, so don't, don't be shy. Can I say something? Can I yeah, say something? Go. I mean, yeah. I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. And I don't really need your fucking permission. Yeah, I guess you don't. Um, I've had a great time in Phoenix, Arizona. Have you? Yeah. So I know we're looking forward to uh, to Charlotte, but I'd like to give yeah. a shout out to all the people who came to our shows in Phoenix. Let's do it. Let's talk about Phoenix. But uh, just yeah, again, Charlotte, June fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. Come get tickets. We're going to be there. We'll have fun. Uh, we'll have some laughs. We'll drink some beers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Comedy Zone in Charlotte. Yeah. This weekend. Uh, but right now we're in Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's been terrific. You know, you you. I mean, first of all. The crowds are awesome. The crowds have been fantastic. It's a big room. We've had massive crowds. And it's very fun. It's like a very kind of summery feel, don't you think? Uh, summer like on the... summer party. Summer on the sun. It's fucking hot well, here. Well, that's another thing. Yeah. Like, Phoenix is fucking hot. It hasn't been... Every day it's been over 100. We've been here. When uh, It was funny because like, we always check the weather forecast wherever we go to different cities. Yeah. And like I, for instance, when we went to Burlington, we saw it was gonna be negative two degrees. It was like, holy shit, you gotta be kidding me! Right? Like we'll we'll call the other guy up, be like, or text the other guy, have you seen have the you weather, weather report? And nothing against Burlington, but let me tell you something. Yeah, it was Burlington. So then I did it for Phoenix, and I literally I did a double take. Like I had to like rub my eyes to make sure I was seeing straight because everything. It's like you know, it's like eighty five in Los Angeles right now. That's pretty damn hot. Right. You looked at Phoenix stuff. It's like 108 degrees. No, it's unbelievable. It, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was 108 and then 109 at one point in time. I, I looked at down the road, which I'm looking at now. I looked down the road, and it's going to be like 111 next weekend. Yeah, but like at, at night, like like last night during uh, during your set, I strolled outside just because yeah. they were playing Frozen. Like there, there's there's sure. a cool like a, a lawn outside of the comedy They're club doing a with sprinklers. Movie. And uh, they were showing an outdoor movie. They were showing Frozen. So I can't. Frozen's more important to you than, than me. Than your set. I've, right. you know, I've, I've watched your set <laughs> enough now. I've right. given you my thoughts. Sure. Okay. I think somewhere I have some notes for some more thoughts, Kev. Okay, good. I think I'd you can improve your set. Uh, just to tell you right now, it's 102 degrees outside right now well, in Phoenix. Last night, when I went out at night, it's dark out. Yeah. During Frozen, it was 98 degrees. Oh. It's weird when you walk outside and it's that hot. Yeah. And it's dark out. Yeah, at night. At night. Yeah. Anyway, but, but Phoenix is awesome. Phoenix is great. The club is a is an A list club. Yeah, it's a great club. Stand up live. Stand up live, and, and uh, um, uh, we had a funny, a funny thing last night, right? Yeah. Can I tell this story? Yeah. About what you did last night? Yeah, do it, <laughs> do it. We had some friends who came who live in the area, and um, one of them had uh, told us that she had gone to a, a show right before our show. Mm-hmm. Like she was double showing it that yeah. night, and right like down the block, she went to a show that was. Um, some sort of a like a town hall or some sort of a storytelling theater show with uh, Anderson Cooper mm-hmm. and Andy Cohen. Yeah, from Watch What Happens Live from a Bravo Channel. Right, and uh, they're I guess telling stories or whatever. It's called AC Two. Okay, is the name of the show. AC Two. Okay, a- and uh, they were telling stories. Yeah, and um, we've talked about this on the Chew in the past, but Lemmy. Has a history with Anderson. Like they, you guys went to high school together. We did go to high so school. So you kind of know each other. But yeah. that's, the, that's probably the last time you talked to each other. When was the last time that you exchanged any kind of uh, interaction with Anderson Cooper? Well, it was. Not, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about in the past. I mean, the actual last time I think I said anything to him yeah. was back in high school. Okay. So that's a long time ago. It is a long time ago. I mean, we've. we've uh, 
I'll tell you this. For, for any of the investigators out there, you can go back into one of the podcasts and probably right. put two and two together. There's, a, there's like a... <laughs> There's a mystery story. I've got a mystery story out there. You don't have to tell this story about that, but I mean, you know, you, you did go to high school. We went to high school together, and, and we had uh, a couple of interactions. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know. You partied together a little bit. Yeah. You can say that, right? We partied together. Partied a little bit in high school together. Anderson and I. He had brown hair then, or black hair? What did he have? He had brown hair. <laughs> okay. He had brown hair. Okay. And uh, He's not the, quite the silver fox that he is now. No, he went silver pretty early. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was a good guy. We actually, like, the time we partied together, we had a a great time. Yeah. Like we had a ton of laughs. Sure. And uh, and a crazy night. Right. And uh, but that was it. We never I I think I can't remember if he was like going off to college. He was a year or two older than me. He was yeah. 2 years older than me in yeah. school. And uh destined for greatness. And destined for greatness mm-hmm. and uh so we didn't really keep in touch or anything like that. There have been a couple of like interactions over the years indirectly. Like I remember Sure. randomly Club Dread came out and I think he panned it. Yeah. Like, and nobody asked his fucking opinion. <laughs> but what, you guys have, had mutual friends, right? So did you hear through that, or was it a, a public thing? Like, you heard publicly that he panned it. No, I had heard randomly publicly. Somebody was like, oh, yeah, Anderson Cooper uh, uh, watched Club Dread. He said it was terrible or something oh, like that. He was, was probably like, intimidated by your speedo. I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> um, and then, but that uh, sounds like hearsay. We, in the law, we call it hearsay, let me. I, you Someone know, said something about something. Hey, listen, there's, uh, I come from a generation where rumor equals fact. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay? Okay, great. But now, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to think of when. Then we had the, the whole thing, like, uh, and people remember when my friend Andy Bellin was on right, the podcast. Right, we had Bellin on the podcast. He's a writer, if you can go back and listen to it. Yeah. He pulled an elaborate ruse. Yeah, so, uh, so we had written a script. Yep. Um, and there was a role for Anderson Cooper. We were writing in the script for Universal Pictures. Yep. There was a role that we had written for Anderson Cooper as himself. To play himself, yeah. And uh, for some reason, we were already wanting to check in to see if he would do it. Yeah. And uh, so we called my, my best friend, Andy Bellin, to ask for Anderson's contact information. Yep. And uh, then we got the phone number. Then we deliberated about it for a while, figured out what, what I would say to Anderson. Then we called Anderson. Right. And uh, you called him on speakerphone while we secretly sat in the room and listened. Yeah, we're all in my office in my house. Sure. And which, by the way, is, is a gutsy move anyway. Like I would have probably taken the numbers. I'll call him later when no one else is around. Yeah. But you were like, let's let's do it. Well, you know, but sometimes you got to do these things for the story as well. Sure, you're absolutely correct. And and here we have a great here story. Here we go. Yeah. And so uh, so we called him, and it was awkward. You know, like uh, I said, hey, Anderson, Steve Lemmy did. Uh, did Andy? He said, "Okay, how'd you get this number?" And I said, "Oh, did Andy Bellin not tell you that I was going to call you?" Because I, I had cleared that with Bellin, like make sure he knows him. Sure. And he said, uh, "No, uh, what's up? What can I do for you?" And I said, "Oh, you know, I don't know if you know, I've been I've made some movies." He's like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm aware. I saw <laughs> the cop one." And uh, and you can go back to the Andy Bellin. You taped this conversation. You can go back to the Andy Bellin thing and listen to it. Yeah, the I mean, actual tape of the conversation. Yeah, we taped the conversation yeah. with Anderson Cooper on speakerphone, right. and we play it in the podcast. In that podcast, right. And, uh, in fact, now I don't even know if I want to give anything away. Okay. But, uh, well, I will for the sake of this podcast. Sure. So it turns out uh, it was a very awkward conversation. Super awkward. Like, we were cringing. We were quietly cringing in the room. Yeah. I think I had to get up and walk out because I was so uncomfortable. You, you definitely did leave. Right. You left. You, right. you felt terrible. I went out and stood in the hallway. Yeah. I still listened, but I couldn't yeah. make eye contact with But, like, it was, weird, it was weird, too, because Anderson said, yeah, you know, my... Uh, my friend and I watched Club Dread. We thought you looked good in your speedo. He did say that, and then, uh, and then, anyway. So then he said, uh, "You can send the script to my my agent." Right. Kind of shut you down. He kind of shut me down. Yeah. yeah. 
And then uh, what we found out uh, a day later was that uh, it was actually uh, Andy Bellin had just given me his his wife's cell phone number, and that's what I had called, and that was him right. uh, answering the Doing phone. an Anderson Cooper impression. Yeah. And then when you go back and you listen to the tape, you're like, of course it's Bellin. Well, I don't know. I think he did a pretty good job. Yeah. But I mean, then, I bought it. I bought it. But then here is the, uh, here's the kicker, and I don't know if you remember this. So basically the bottom line, he was fucking with you. Well, he was fucking with, with you guys, because I was in on it, and we talked, we talked about this. Like, oh. You still don't believe that I was part of the ruse, but then I had to show you texts between me and Bellin saying, we're going to do this. Okay. But I so don't really like, remember. That's not even a good part of the story. Well, no, because we didn't reveal that. Like, we revealed that Bellin was just fucking with me, and then, right. like, years later on our podcast, we revealed to you that I was in on the, okay. on the hoax. Okay. And, uh, and then you, you were like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And we showed you texts. I don't believe it. Yeah. I think it's questionable. I think it's historical revisionism. That's what I think it is. <laughs> no, all right. Well, anyway, but so that's the... Okay, so yeah, so that was the last, and you, you, you never even talked to Anderson Cooper, but you felt like you talked to Anderson Cooper, or we felt like you did, but you didn't, you didn't interact well, with him. Well, but, but here was, here was where, like, um, you are, our, our worlds, our different versions of the stories can combine and live and coexist peacefully. Yeah. Which is that where, where Bellin fucked with me. Yeah. In that, like, I knew that I knew it was going to be Andy Bellin on that other end of the line, but how he fucked with me was I texted him. I, I showed you these texts. Yeah. He was supposed to go with it. Right. And be like, yeah, I'll totally do it. Yeah. And instead, he, he did start fucking with me because, like, he, ma- he was making me look like an asshole. Right. Like, he was going to say, I'll definitely do the part in the movie. All that. But he instead fucked with me. Instead you. of yes anding right. me, he started no butting me. <laughs> right, right, right. And so I actually felt as though I was getting shined by the real Anderson. Okay. So, so my performance is not. Okay. I will not take credit for an excellent performance on my part. Okay. It's a good performance. Because so. he was fucking with me. Okay. Okay. It was a genuine moment. Though. It was all okay. genuine. And, like, my heart was beating fast. Like, <clears throat> right. But all, all that aside. All that aside. Last night, this woman says, I just went to Anderson Cooper's show, and Lemmy's like, oh. Well, we were shocked. We were like, wait, Anderson Cooper's here? She, she goes, yeah. yeah, well, a block away. Yeah, Anderson uh, Cooper's here. And then we kind of surmised that if he was performing a block away, he's probably staying in the exact same hotel as us. Yeah. Because it's kind of a very central hotel, without saying what it is, central hotel, right near the clubs and the theaters or whatever, and uh, we can easily see him staying here, right? Yeah. And so... Um, uh, so there was a little pressure put on it. Anyway, you proposed it, it also. In fact, I would say... It's a hundred percent certain that he. That that's where he stayed. Okay, yeah. and uh, uh, so uh, you proposed it, and we, or maybe we pressured you. Said, why don't you reach out to him, see if he wants to come have a drink? Because we're the show was over, we were having some drinks with some friends, yeah, and just sitting around, and uh, you, hey, let's see if uh, Anderson's out there, yeah, and so you. Uh, you uh, typed out a, a, a DM. No, uh, well, a, t- a tweet. Yeah. A public tweet, yeah. which people can go see. Yeah. You typed out a well, tweet. No, I, I took it down. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Okay. So you typed up a tweet, and uh, the, you, know, you sent your phone around the circle of people sitting there. Everyone wanted to chime in to on whether this was, yeah. yeah, whether the tone was right. and yeah. Too aggressive. Know, too aggressive, not aggressive enough. Too frat boy, not frat boy well, enough. I think the first one, it was like, hey, at Anderson Cooper, <laughs> I hear you're in Phoenix. Right. So am I. And the first one was, where are you having cocktails? Yeah. Let's. Or, it was, let's have a cocktail. Let's have a cocktail. Right. And then I showed that to you, and I was like, mm. well, how's that look? And you're nah. like, I don't know about nah, that. Desperate. Sounds let's desperate. have a cocktail. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so then I said, like, uh, where are you drinking tonight? Where are you drinking? Where you... Let's catch up. Let's catch up. Which I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I deleted the whole thing. But right. then I wrote that one out again. I was like, maybe that one didn't sound sure. so bad. 
Sure. And then to our surprise, you hit send. Yeah. And you tweeted Anderson Cooper. Yeah, but this was a good like 15 minute deliberation. It was. It was a real it was and it was everybody involved. You know, yeah. there was probably about eight people deciding the best way for you to tweet Anderson Cooper. And at this point it's like 2 a.m. and there's no chance we're going to Anderson Cooper's in bed. Yeah. And he also has 9 million Twitter followers, so there's no way he's going to see your fucking tweet. Right. <laughs> and then I start But to, we still, you know. Well, then I started to lament it because I was like it seems just me making it a public tweet. If I really genuinely wanted to hang out with him, I right. should have DM'd him. Shh, but you can't because he's got to follow you. He's got to follow me. Yeah. But I think, you know, I, I, I'll This say, is all bullshit because it didn't work. <laughs> it did, well, I put it out there. Right. And my suspicion is that he probably... Hey, Anderson, let's hang. I think he probably was asleep because <laughs> we, we did see that he's performing uh, the very next day in sure. Salt Lake City. Um, but uh, I felt stupid about it, and so I took it down. Okay. Pretty it's quick. out there, though, man. Yeah, Once somebody, you put something out in the world, it's out there. Somebody saw it. Somebody but I, saw I, I'll it. say this. I, I actually think I, I, I vaguely remember like seeing Anderson Cooper on the subway. He was still like, this is a few years after college. I think I was waiting tables. Okay. So we're in the like 25 to 30-year-old range for right, me. Right, right. And I remember seeing him on the subway, and I was aware that he had seen me. Okay. And was in the process of unknowing me. Like he just was averting his eyes kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, but I was no better because I saw him. Sure. I could have gone up to him and said, hey, Anderson, yeah. what's up, dude? Hey, Andy. Yeah, because yeah. he and I did have a legendary night together. Sure, sure. And, and it's not like one of those things like he'll never forget it. Right. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying anything. there's nothing like, uh, you know, silly to joke about here. Sure, sure. So you guys partied. We partied. And with we had with another guy. Yeah, yeah and we had a great time. A bunch of guys partying in high school. Yeah, for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Anyway, so whatever. I get that. But, uh, well, I, I liked that you and it, it added an extra drama to the evening last night that you tried to contact Anderson Cooper. <laughs> yeah, it is funny though that like in some and it ways, didn't work out. But you know that's okay. But you realize though that Andy Coop, uh, Andy Cooper, Andy Cooper, Anderson Cooper has become my Moby Dick. <laughs> I guess so because like the white haired uh, Moby yeah, Dick. Yeah. That's it. He's yeah. the white the white whale. Yeah, we uh, you know because we have that that movie script thing happening and now. Yep. We've got this uh, trying sure. to contact him. If it's, it's gonna weird. happen. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. You and Andy Coop. Well, we're heading towards it. We're yeah. heading towards it right now. Okay. There, so there are a couple things I, like, that have happened since we checked in with the Chew Crew last time, but let's, let's talk about um, Super Troopers 2. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, let's give an update. Uh, so ST2, uh, I think, you know, in terms of the release of the movie, we're still on, sitting in the same holding pattern right now, but we finished the movie. It's yeah. done. Yeah. Um, and the studio has it. And now they're making their decision when they're going to put it out. And we're yeah. still awaiting that decision. And, you know, it's like, you know, watching water boil. You know, it's like it's just a, it's just a slow and painful process because it's a, there's a, a kind of bureaucratic decision that needs to be made. Yeah. And um, every time there's something else that distracts from that decision, then it slows things down. Like the Cannes Film Festival is just going on. So everyone yeah. from the studio is out there and the people who are negotiating our deals are out there and... Uh, and so, you know, but you, they have like a huge, uh, months out, months out, they have a, a huge kind of like lineup of movies and what they think is best and it's award season versus not award season. So anyway, we're just kind of waiting to hear what that release date is yeah. and, uh, and hopefully it'll come soon and then we'll come even sooner as a trailer, uh, and, um, some promotional material, that kind of stuff that people True crew. Say. It's only, it's frustrating in that here's one thing I can say with certainty. We actually made a kick-ass movie. I know you're going to fucking love it. Yeah, love it. You're, really, everyone gonna, is going to be amazed at 
and how much it keeps up with the original Super Troopers. Like it's, I, I really, I, you know, I'm gonna suck my, own, I'm gonna pat myself on the shoulder. Suck your own shoulder. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think we did a great job, and it's frustrating because we really want all of you guys to see this movie. Absolutely. And uh, and it's it's uh, just being kicked down the road a little bit, but it's coming. It is coming. So it's coming. But in the meantime, we still do these little things that that push it forward a little bit, right? So this week. Uh, uh, the Eagles of Death Metal, mm-hmm. who are scoring the movie and and doing songs for the movie and and soundtracking the movie, um, finished kind of their first pass. Yeah, at all the score, and so Jay and I went into the recording studio, uh, and listened to it and gave notes and worked on it with those guys. And it was a fucking blast. Yeah. It was a blast because it's that thing where you see these elements where another artist adds to your stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you didn't come up with and you didn't know. And then all of a sudden, it, it, it's in the world of it and it makes it even better than it was, right? Yeah. And so to see that stuff scored was... And it was also fun. Like, you know, like the rock and roll world is a little bit of a different world than we live in. A little <laughs> you know bit, I mean? Kev. A little like, bit. Like those guys will show up in like rock and roll outfits, riding well, motorcycles and shit like that. Well, it's funny because it's like, well, like we've had uh, Josh Homme on the podcast. Yeah. Like, we show up in like like you're wearing your fucking you know Hideki Matsui Yankees T-shirt, <laughs> right. and you know I'm in my flip flops and yeah. uh, you know like I'm wearing my South by Southwest T-shirt, which is the most rock and roll thing I've got. <laughs> and Josh, I mean, this is like on a Tuesday afternoon or something. Sure, rides his chopper right in his like snake skin cowboy boots and right. like skull everything like skull rings on every finger yeah skull rings and yeah. like a skull belt buckle and Jesse Hughes walked into the studio and he was like you know he was like stylish like like suspender jeans on yeah like a, one of those like like cowboy hats that's like 3 feet tall yeah Fucking like the sunglasses, along, like the rose-colored sunglasses. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. You're like, holy shit, rock and roll. Yeah, they're so fucking rock, rock and, and roll. roll. Yeah, and so it's cool. And like on top of it, they recorded in the studio, which was this. Uh, you would have liked it. It was, it's like a retro. It was like a studio from the '70s that all kinds of like the Beach Boys recorded in, a bunch of people recorded in, and it's out, tucked out like in North Hollywood area. And um, and they kept all the retro stuff in there, so it's like all the '70s recording equipments in there. The 70s furniture's in there, shag carpet everywhere, shark carpet on the walls. Nice. And you just walk in there, and it has this feeling of rock and roll, and then these guys are there with that stuff, and then something doesn't quite work, and they'll uh, pull out a guitar, you know, pull some fucking awesome guitar, and then, like, show you, oh, what about this? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, their drummer, who's a guy that you know, who, who uh, his name is Jorma Vick, who uh, has been with them for about a year and a half now, um, he's got all hit the instruments there too, and he's like pulling out random fucking instruments and being like, "What about this?" And like he pulls out like a slide whistle, it's like, Wee! like two comedy. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you, you give them notes or whatever, and then they come up with something new. It's fucking great. Well, it's sweet, you know. I, so like Jorma, I'll just talk about Jorma, and, and I think we're gonna have him on pretty soon. Yeah, we as should. A guest. We should. Uh, so Jorma uh, was previously the uh, the drummer for a band called The Bronx. Mm-hmm. Who was a punk band, and then they did Mariachi El Bronx. They started doing you know mariachi music with a punk twist on it. And I've known those guys, all those guys, probably for like like nine years or something like that, eight or nine years. And uh, Jorma was a fan, and so like I've known Jorma for a long time. Yeah, and 
And then he was invited to be the drummer for the Eagles yeah, of Death Metal. About a year and a half ago, yeah. And it's great because he texted me like, "There's a, I'll, I'll give a little teaser of Super Troopers too. There's a scene where I play the drums. <laughs> yeah. And he texted me, He's and this is the great thing about being good friends with the drummer sure. from the band that's scoring music. He's like, I am making you sound like the most <laughs> ripping drummer in history, which is great, which is great. Now you're giving away the secrets, bro. It's not really Steve Lemmy yeah. drumming. It's well, Jarmovic. Well, no, look, I mean, I learned how to play the song. Yeah. And I do drum in the movie, like on camera. Yep. But uh, whenever you cut away from me, you'll, you'll hear me like really wailing on the drums. Yeah. But I mean, that's the, the funny thing is like, you know, you'll sit there and, you know, like you're playing the drums and, you know, Soder's character in one scene is playing the bass. And it's like, oh, we're missing that bass right there. So they pull out a bass. You know, they play it. And you're like, fucking awesome. And yeah. then it's in there. And they're writing songs and they're recording like full songs. Like they had a recording session where they had a whole band and like got, like six guys singing together and whatever. And it's yeah. just it's just fucking great. Uh, but regardless, I mean, uh, we threw up a picture uh, on Twitter. It's on my Twitter. It's on the Broken Lizard Facebook page. Yeah, it's a great photo. And it's of uh, uh, me and Jay and Jesse Hughes here's, and Jormovic. Here's in the, the sad in, thing. Here's the sad yeah, thing. Yeah. Is that like you know we've we've. Those guys will always tell us, yeah, you know, comedians want to be rock stars and rock stars want to be comedians. And to that, I say bullshit. <laughs> we, it's certainly true on our end. We want to be rock stars, but like, sure. there's no rock star who really wants I to be. I think they do. I think they do. <laughs> I think Josh Homme is a guy who loves comedy. He does love comedy, but like. And, and Jesse is a guy who, you know, we just, he just told us time and again in the studio about how much he watched our movies and how in times of trouble and when he's, you know, Recently, he was going through some rough times watching our movies mm -hmm. and how they made him so happy and that he loves comedy and loves being associated with comedy and loves working in this world. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, like, like if, if the devil came to me and said, hey, Steve. Right. I'll give you a choice right now. You can stay uh, <laughs> doing what you're doing or you can be a rock star. What's it going to be? I'd be like, oh, you can make me that rock star right now. <laughs> and if you, that same devil went over to Hami or jo and Jesse and was like, hey, hey, Hami, hey, Jesse. Yeah. You can keep doing what you're doing right now or I'm going to make you a comedian. <laughs> yeah, but it, come on. Neither. There are certainly guys. rock star comedians. I mean, if you, you know, if you end up being Richard Pryor or whatever, you know, then fine, you know. Sure. Or a guy like today, like Kevin Hart. The guy's a rock star. Sure. The guy fills arenas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, so then the choice is, would you rather be Josh Homme or Kevin Hart? <laughs> this is my question. Oh, for me? Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not a music guy, I, I guess. But that's the thing. I, I guess it would be Kevin Hart because, you know. But, but that's the thing. It's like if, if I could be a rock star, it would, it would also mean that I had an ability to play music. Sure. Which I really do wish that I had. Sure, sure. So do I. Because so I. I, I think it's fantastic. So do I. So yeah. do I. I mean, I love, you know, doing, I, obviously I love doing what we do and I love making yeah. people laugh. And, and, it's, and going out on stage for doing live shows yeah. is incredible. I do wish that I was more musical. Like now my, kid, my kids, you know, have a, have a feeling for it. And so trying to, you know, press that thing. Like we got my son an electric guitar. Get out of here! Yeah, get because he's like so into Kiss right now. Yeah, and Ace Freely and whatever, and so we got him an electric guitar and an amp. Is he going to take lessons? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he loves it. Oh, good. And he started like it was so great. Like he's eight, nine years old, and um, and I I was cleaning up the living room, and there was like a piece of paper with uh some shit typed up on it there through the computer. Yeah, and I was like, my other daughters, I was like, what's this? He goes, oh, that's that's uh, my brother's. Uh, that's you know, uh, uh, that's his uh, paper. I was like, what is it? What is it? He goes, she has a song. 
He's writing a song. Mm. And I read it as lyrics <laughs> to a song. And I, I was like, fuck, that's fucking awesome. What lyrics? What were the lyrics? I, I couldn't really, I, uh It's like, I got the blues because I don't have a clue. Mm. And uh, and uh, something about you. Like it was a, like a blues thing. Yeah. Right? And I was like, fucking oh, great. Blues rock. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, are these lyrics? And he, he got all embarrassed. And mm. I was like, that's great. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, if the kid ended up playing the guitar... I'd be psyched for him because I wish I, I wish I was a guitar or a piano or something like that. Anything like skills, yeah. Anything, yeah. Any of the like, like my so my buddies. I mean, it's great, you know. Like uh, all those guys in the Bronx. Like I would go. I've sat in with them while they recorded. We sat with the with the uh, the Eagles while they recorded some stuff. Yeah, we, we, we sat with these guys and you, and I still have the video. We're gonna put that up at some point. That video is fantastic. It's good. That, I'm waiting for the movie press stuff, but to yeah. throw that video out. Yeah, of you got you playing with the fucking Eagles of Death Metal is great. So good, it's great, and I mean it's like, uh, but you really you know like playing an instrument is 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 a phenomenal thing. Yeah, and uh, you know now I'm just bad. I don't even know what yeah, the point is here. Whatever. We just we want to be rock stars. All right. Well, let me let me tell you. This. So that's the that's the Super Trooper Two update. We've been having a great time, uh, and we're scoring, and it sounds great. And uh, we're just waiting on that date. You guys are gonna hear it when we hear it. Yeah. We really really want you to see this thing. But speaking of uh, artistic talents, Lenny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing that happened in the last... I know where you're going. Another thing that happened in the last uh, couple weeks since we last bullshat with the Chew Crew. Yep. uh, You received... You were bestowed uh, a very prestigious honor at your high school reunion, weren't you? I was. I was. Just recently. Tell tell us a little more. I was. I was inducted into the... uh, I went to a... uh, For a couple years, I went to a boarding school in Colorado, the Fountain Valley School. When you got kicked out of your... In Colorado Springs, yeah. We we talked about this. We talked about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and it was cool because uh, well, first of all, um, I mean a lot of stuff happened that weekend. Right. But uh, they called me up. I, I've spoken. I've done the commencement speech for their graduating class. I did the, the two thousand seven sure. uh, commencement speech, and uh, the school gave me another honor. They inducted me into the uh, the Arts Guild. Okay. Which is basically the, and what's it? The Hall of Fame. The Arts Hall of Fame. The High School Arts Hall of Fame. Yeah. Okay. And uh, this and is what kind of a what kind of other clientele they have in that thing? What kind of people they have in that arts? The the big one is Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead. Okay, he went to that high school. He went to that high school uh, for less than a year. He got kicked out. <laughs> okay, um, well, he still made the Hall of Fame. He made the Hall of Fame. He, Sounds like thin ranks, let me. Oh no! Believe me. Well, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like I was like, I was Bob Weir and Steve Lemmy. Well, Bob Weir got got kicked out uh, of the school because like I guess he was already on probation. Yeah. And he kind of went out in a blaze of glory. Like he, in the middle of the night, he went up on the roof of the dorms and plugged in his electric guitar oh, and yeah. just started jamming rock and roll. You know, and yep. uh, mm-hmm. and they kicked him out. Sure. And then he went on to form one of the most influential <laughs> bands of all time. Right. Um, but he showed up for the induction. It was three years ago. So, th- so the guild is only three years old. Okay. They have an athletic hall of fame there, which is you know you go there and you can see the plaques like uh, you sure. know, all the people. But yeah, it's only like a couple of people. Each year get inducted, right? Maybe one person each year, right? Um, and so, currently, I believe there are nine people in the uh, in the arts guild of okay. my school, including you, and I am one of them. Okay, and uh, you know, I, it's a nice I, honor. I, you know, it's funny because like when they nominated me, in, or when they told me that I was being inducted, yeah. I didn't take it as seriously as I should have initially. <laughs> and what do you mean? You're like, yeah, fi- yeah, fine, sure, great. Well, okay. I was like, okay, cool, and like. You know, it's like I was like, yeah, I'm being inducted into the uh, the Hall of Fame, the Arts Hall of Fame. Because sure. to me, it's like I would if they inducted me in the Athletic Hall of Fame, I'd be like, hey, I'd be bragging about that, right? But like for whatever reason, I'm still like the Arts Hall of Fame. It's gonna be like me, 
And like, you know. And Bob Weir. Well, and like, because uh, there are other people in it that are not, you know. Uh, less mainstream kind of arts, like, you know. That's a really Sculptors nice and potters. Yeah, that's a good way of yeah, putting yeah, yeah. it. And so. Um, Which there should be. I mean, if you're a esteemed member of the arts community, whatever your art may be. Yeah. And these, these are people that went on to become professional artists. Right. Um, who are excellent at their craft. Sure. And, Better uh, at their craft than you at yours. Yeah, most of the, I'm probably I'm pro- of all the people I'm probably the worst at my craft. What? No, speaking, Steve Lemmy. No, everybody else. No, Steve Lemmy. Um, but as we as we sort of drew closer to the moment, yeah, uh, I started to realize that it was much more of an honor than uh, than I had previously been been uh, regarding it as. And so, um, you know, I was sitting out there like uh, at the beginning of the ceremony, thinking to myself, God, I really should have brought my family to this thing. Yeah, like this is kind of a big like the whole like the. There were like roses and flowers, and like a big crowd was there, sure. and like you know, there's like music playing. They would have been proud. Yeah, it was real. But then you couldn't have partied as hard as you did. Well, so <laughs> so here's what happened. Then is that uh, anyway? They gave me the award, and it was uh, I didn't even have a, a speech planned. Okay. And everyone was like, "What? Well, you know, what are you going to say?" I was like, "I don't know. Am I supposed to say something?" And they were like, "Right, yeah, dude, there's, totally underprepared. There's only three people that are being inducted. Sure. Like you have to say something." Sure. And so I actually, you know, I, I actually gave a very nice uh, speech. And what did you did you prepare something ahead of time or did you just go off the dome? No, I I went off the dome, but I kind of knew what it was okay. ultimately that I was going to say. You're a professional stand comic now, so you can speak to crowds. Well, the, the, what I did off is the I, dome. I just told the truth. I told them about yeah, my, my mother's sister. influence on me okay. uh, as a creative person. That's nice. Yeah. That's and nice. that was one of those it's like you would have laughed. It's one of those things that like I'm like laughed like, why? Because you think I'm not genuine? No, no. Because my my friend Mercer was like, "Don't cry when you go up there." I was like, oh, okay. "I'm not gonna cry." <laughs> and it's like, and the moment I started thinking about my mom, I was like, "Oh brother, oh brother," I got like eight minutes to go here. Yeah. And it's did gonna, you get choked up? It's <laughs> the entire time. Oh, like, you were? Oh yeah. I was. I get out like two words at a time, then I'd have to stop. Like noticeably. Oh, dude! I was telling. <laughs> I told a really like like. The first story of my mom's... I'm going to get emotional now. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, hold on. Just hold on. It's so coming. you're... It's up, coming. Okay, so you're up there... Yeah. ...talking to this crowd yeah. as the comic guy, but you were getting emotional. Well, because... So here, here's, here's what happened. Okay. So okay. so Mark Dillon is... Yeah. He was my advisor... Okay. ...in my second year at Fountain Valley. Okay. Mark Dillon uh, ultimately was the head of the arts department. He okay. was a pottery teacher who okay. went on to, to you know, to... to Head up the, the arts department, and so and he was a great dude. Like he was a young teacher, and like mm-hmm. I mean, like like one time he visited New York City and he stayed in my apartment this oh, was while okay. we, you know while I was at the school. A student, my mom loved him. Right. He and my mom got along, and like a super great guy. Yeah, and like and I would say arguably the best teacher that Hello. ever was at the school. Hello, okay. like no every kid every like he he was one of those teachers like the extracurricular stuff. Like he he did stupid night out. Okay. Which was like, uh, it was just an activity. Like, kids would sign up for it, and you'd go out and just have, like, the best time. Right. And do, like, mindless stuff, like wear kooky clothes and go into Colorado Springs and, like, go bowling, whatever it was. Sure, it was like, sure. He was a teacher that, that uh, you know, went above and beyond and uh, and really affected the lives of, of the kids in, in a different way where it's, like, kind of bringing kids out of their shell and, like, yeah. making kids realize that, like, you know, like, youth is awesome, all, sure. all that stuff. Okay. So he was retiring. He retired this year. Okay. And so he was inducted. At the same oh, time okay, as right. me, but it was also an inductor. Got it. Okay. So he he was the one who was going to give my uh, speech, like the introduction, yeah, speech. And he came out right out. He's like, you know, most of the time when we induct people, we we honor them and we say something very nice 
Well, this speech is not going to be like okay. the others. Let's roast him. This is going to be more of a roast. Let's roast this guy. And then he proceeded to rip me to shreds. Really? For like a good six or seven Which is minutes. really the reason why he cried. That's it. And so I was like, <laughs> you motherfucker. And, and like, I, I let my guard down. Like, and after that, I was kicking myself. I was like, oh, Steve, let me, don't you ever let your guard down again. Yeah. You keep that cold heart ice cold. <laughs> anyway, and then I went up there, and, I, like, I, I uh, talked, made a few jokes. Yeah. And then, every, and then I got into the nitty-gritty of my mom, yeah. uh, you know, how much she meant to me artistically. Right. And, like, it was, it's like that hot swell. Sure. Where you're like, oh, boy, here comes some this emotions. hot saliva. Here come yeah. emotions. Uh, here was another great thing. Okay, though, is um, when we when I knew that all my fr- I, you know I knew the weekend I knew all my friends that were going to the reunion. Yeah, and so I reached out to our friend uh, uh, Will Russell. Yeah, um, from the uh, uh, Cheyenne, Cheyenne Mountain. Mountain. Yeah, from NORAD. Yeah, Peterson Air Force Base. He's been on the podcast. Friend of the podcast. That crew and I said, uh, "Hey, dude, is it possible that I could uh, bring out?" Some of my high school friends to the mountain and and give them a tour, and I totally understand if you say if it's you know, not cool, no pressure, no pressure, no pressure, <laughs> right? And uh, he, he said no problem. He said no prob, and uh, and so he <laughs> hooked it up. He's not there anymore. Okay, he's moved moving around. He's been deployed. Yeah, and a couple of our friends uh, from the mountain have have been moved to other areas. Okay, already, but uh, so I didn't tell my friends. I kept it a secret. It was oh, a secret nice. activity. Okay, and. Uh, but uh, we went on on the Friday morning that I was supposed to be inducted. We went to to NORAD, yeah, and got a private tour. Oh, that's great! It's, it's like, a pretty cool thing to see. Well, it's amazing, and they, and yeah. they tell you they don't they don't let civilians in there, right? Like, you know, if you're a senator, if you're a politician, you can go. If you're military, you can go. The only exception they make for civilian is if it's if you make a goofy cop movie, everybody likes, and and it's something <laughs> that you if you give to the military, sure, that's how you get in. And you know, certainly we have you know had our our fair share of interactions with the military. Yep. And, and shows for the military, and mm-hmm. so uh, so that's how we got it. And so this was really a cool favor, nice that uh, Will Russell did for us, and, uh, and my friends you, were blown away. Did you learn any other secrets? That remember they were very cagey when we got there. We couldn't get anything out of them. I, get anything else out of them? It's still classified. How long classified. they can survive in there? Okay, that is still okay. classified. It's all still classified as to whether or not there are aliens in that uh, mountain. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Colonel Corn, interestingly, Colonel Corn. Okay, had you remember Colonel Corn from our podcast there? So he's, he's he the, was the uh, commanding officer, right? Yeah, he's the he's the commanding officer of the mountain. He runs the mountain. Yeah, and uh, and then so the uh, the new the new colonel. Okay, Colonel Moose is his name, <laughs> and he is. Is it M O O S E or M O U S S E? That's that's chocolate moose. Yeah. Um, what's up, chocolate? What's up, chocolate moose? Colonel Chocolate. Uh, it's M O O S E. Okay, moose like okay. The, like that animal, like the animal, and uh, and he is a moose, dude. He's okay. like six foot eight, sure. square jaw, like kill you with his bare hands. That's the kind of guy you want running the mountain, sure. You know, and he came down. It was cool. It was his first day. Oh, okay. And uh, he was he was nice enough to come down. Met Steve Lemmy on his first day. It was cool because it's like you know my friends were like, holy shit. That dude runs NORAD, <laughs> and uh, and it's you know it's 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 so much fun because it's like you, you get to like you hang out with your high school friends and they get to see like the progress that you've made or like something that you've achieved yeah and, you know and it's like it's just a cool thing you get for a cool yeah yeah sure, sure um anyway so that was awesome so I want I okay. want to thank everyone at, at NORAD I want to thank Will Russell I want to sure. thank Chad Boucher thank everyone at your high school too. I, I want to thank uh, everyone at Fountain Valley Mark Dillon yeah um the weekend was what uh, do you, did you get like a uh, trophy or something. 
Anything you bring home with them? Yeah. A little glass statue rat? Yeah, a little, uh, like the little drama faces, like the <laughs> smiling. Uh, no, it was... Proud uh, member of the... You get a jacket, like a yellow jacket or something? Um, no trophy, no no money either. Oh, fuck. That's yeah. bullshit. You probably have to go back and yeah. conduct other people. And, God, yeah. So probably. Probably. <laughs> um, you had another good thing, though, in the last couple weeks, right? Uh, yeah. You shot that... Uh, you did that TV show. This is not happening. This is not happening on Comedy Central. You you taped it, right? Yeah, storyteller show. And that's the Ari Shafir show, although it's no longer Ari Shafir. He is no longer with the show. Yeah. They, they've changed hosts. But, but um, uh, that's storytelling show, right? Yeah, story, this is not happening. It's a storytelling show where they get uh, comedians. And I, I think maybe some other personalities. But so far, I think it's, maybe it's just been stand-ups. But uh, it was cool. It was like, uh, you know, they film everything in a, in a block. Yeah. So... It's like uh, they go like four or five days. I think they shoot like uh, like eight or nine shows. Yeah, and then uh, in a row, and then they take. And now you have all the comics there together, right? Everybody's, everybody's yeah. So out. like so backstage, it's a big I mean, communal like, party of comics. Yeah, like our buddy Jay Larson, right, was there, mm-hmm. and uh, Ryan Sickler was there, and then uh, Kyle Kinane was supposed to be there the night that I was, but I think he moved. He moved nights. Okay, and then um, like Tom Arnold was there. Oh, and Carrot Top was there. The Carrot Top. The Carrot Top. Did you say hi to? Him? No, I didn't say hi to him, and oh. it's it's funny because like I well because there's you know I mean there's an air about him that like what air is that that uh, you know he's just really famous yeah and you probably shouldn't bug him okay and uh, which is you know silly it's probably all in my head right because he's still a stand up comic standing sure. among other stand up comics and we're all doing the same thing and it's yep. like you know and uh, and it was funny because I remembered. I totally forgotten about it, but I remembered uh, our original interaction with Carrot Top indirectly back in the day. Which was what? Which was, uh, you know, Trimark Pictures. Oh, right. How right, right. They, uh, they ultimately were going to release Puddle Cruiser. Our first movie, right. And give us money to make Super Troopers. Right. And it was a decision that took them a very long time to come to. Yep. We were waiting on pins and needles. And, uh, and they finally agreed to do it. I was in Sweden at the time. Yep. And I found out, and so I partied like a rock star for a week right. in Sweden, <laughs> only to come back and find out that the deal had fallen apart the very yeah. next day. Yeah. And uh, you guys were all miserable in New York for a week, and I had been celebrating my ass off. Yeah. And, uh, and what they had done was that uh, they had actually decided that they weren't going to do Puddle Cruiser and Super Troopers, that instead they were going to greenlight a movie called Chairman of the Board with Carrot Top. Right. Carrot Top's movie, Chairman of the in Board. It. Right. And so... Uh, that's, the, that's what they went with. That's what they went with. And uh, anyway, so uh, <laughs> that was their choice. They did their thing. We did ours. Sure. We made Super Troopers somewhere else. Yeah. And, uh, and did he still have like a big red hair, big mop of red hair? Yeah, or big mop of red muscular hair. Muscular guy now? It's like a muscular guy, right? You know, it looks like he's shrinking a little bit. Okay. And uh, maybe like... like um, Taking it down a notch. Yeah, well, you know, they're like a little loose skin issue. Okay. Like a little, okay. a little, some elephant skin going. Careful, buddy. We're getting old too, you know. No, I know, but this was more like uh, it's like when you're you've been jacked and so your muscles are <laughs> sure the skin's expanded and now it's it's starting to shrink. Sure, everything okay. else is shrinking. That, okay. that that's what he had going. You know, he's okay. an inter- interesting looking fellow. That carrot top. But Do he, you have a posse? Uh, no, he came, uh, you know he came with some reps. There were some reps surrounding him at all times. Okay. Um, and uh, now when you meet him, do you call him Carrot or, or Top or CT? Yeah. What up, CT? What's up, Carrot? Is that what you, or does he have a name? Does he have a name? I don't know. Does he? Want me to look? Yeah, look it up. Look it up. I'll fill the dead air with What's some Carrot Top's real name? Musings about Carrot Top. Well, I mean, seriously, though, when you go with a thing like that, then that's... You You ha- must call him Carrot. <laughs> I think. I, I, a, uh, a Carrot? 
I guess like, so. Like when the AD wants him to get on stage, it's like, Carrot, can you? Where's Carrot Top? I mean, I, I, I don't even know what his name is. Do you think he gets tired of it, of being called Carrot Top all the time? Scott Thompson. Scott Thompson. I feel like I kind of knew that. That's his name, Scott Thompson. Like, do you think the poster for chairman of the board says Carrot Top or Scott Thompson? Oh, I'm sure it says Carrot Top. Um, it was interesting because the, uh, the AD of this show, while Carrot Top was on stage, he was telling me, he's like, man, you know, Carrot Top is so cool. Ba- like, I was, because uh, I told him my story and he was like, dude, I was a PA on chairman of the board. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> and he said, yeah, Carrot Top was so cool that I remember, like, we rapped. And like a buddy of mine and I were going to take a vacation and we saw that Carrot Top was going to be playing doing a stand-up gig yeah. in, at the place we were going. And I told him, I was like, oh, yeah, we're actually we're going to be there next week. And, and Carrot Top said, I'll put you on the guest list. You come, you'd be, you know, you'd be uh, my VIP list. And he's like, I was a kid. I was a, I was a PA. And sure enough, Carrot Top uh, was true to his word. He, sent, he actually sent his manager to meet us huh. at the hotel. His manager took us out to lunch, oh. got us fucked up. Then we went to the show. Then we went backstage, and Carrot Top took us out with him that night to a club. We partied with Carrot Top until 5 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Did bottle service and everything. Lifted weights. Pumped some iron, took some roids. (laughs) And I I was like, and what kind of, uh, like, you know, what's it like partying with Carrot Top? Like, does does he lay it down? Yeah. And he was like, Carrot Top was with three unbelievably hot chicks. Yeah. They were all his girls. What's up, CT? I was like, "What up, carrot?" Indeed, CT. Do you think he's got like, uh, like, like it's like a snowman? Like he's got a carrot dick <laughs> with like two pieces of coal and and uh, and orange fucking muff. Yeah, well, he definitely is orange muff. He's definitely got orange muff. But anyway, he might be. I don't know. Anyway, uh, can you? Are you at liberty to tell the topic of the story that you told without telling the story? I told um, the story when I got pulled over by the cops going one twenty. Okay, okay. So that's the that's people see that in one of our specials. Yeah. So uh, so this one is uh, coming out in October. What this, this is not happening? Oh, I thought it just comes out in the summertime. No, no, no. I mean they're they're filming it all now, and then it starts I airing see. in October. Okay, September so, or October. So the the crew can see that. Yeah, and, and and who is in your show? Is Larson, Larson, Tom Arnold, and then uh, there were there were five. Be Tom Arnold, but you know what though? They, they don't they don't do it that way because it's uh, it's twenty episodes. Okay, and so some it, it all depends on time. So it's like there might be an episode with three comedians. Sometimes there'll be an episode with like two or even one comedian okay. who tells a long story. Okay, um, so I don't so know who knows. Okay, yeah. did you meet Tom Arnold? I did meet Tom Arnold. He nice actually guy. he approached me and said hello. Yeah. And uh, but it was because I was talking to uh, to Brooks Whelan, uh, a comedian right. from SNL, from SNL, and uh, and he and Tom Arnold are both from Iowa. Oh, and okay. so uh, they and they know each other, so they chatted briefly. The, oh, Iowa connection. Yeah, and so we chatted, but Tom, but Tom mostly kept to himself. Okay, he stayed in he stayed in the tent. Okay, um, what have you been up to? I haven't seen you in weeks. Well, you have. We ca- you came to my house. We had a party. Oh yeah, how I had a little, was that party? A little Memorial Day picnic party. Yeah. Um, it was good. It ended early. Like, there were a lot of, like, kid departures. Yeah, we left because of the kids. And it ended early. And then I found myself probably, like, 8 or 9 o'clock, like, drunk, alone at my house. Yeah, which is pretty much the way all of your parties end. <laughs> you're, you're, like, you you know, you have a great party personality. Because, like, 
any one of your parties. When we show up, you're you're bombed usually. No, nah, no, nah, come on. Bombed. Well, no, no, I'm not bombed. Okay, I, I don't want to paint that picture. Bombed, come of on. You. We show up though, and you're usually let's you and your brother, and you're usually both psyched about the fact that you're like four or five in already. Right. Sure. And uh, you're cooking. Right. You got a buzz going. You've got the air of responsibility about mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Hosting. Yeah, you're hosting, and yeah. and we and we both know that like. Those are the romantic times for you. Like, that's when you start getting handsy with your wife. Don't think I did that, though. Like, when you cook a particularly nice batch of chicken, like, you'll, you'll go over and kiss your wife. Sure. Right. Because that puts you in the mood. Kind of funny, too, because, like, it was a build as a pool party. Yeah. And yet you guys were all sitting down in the shade. <laughs> right. And I was in the pool with my kids. Right. Harassing you. I was and like, my kids. And your kids. That's right. I was, and I was, I was shouting to you guys, like, I'm sorry. I thought the invitation said pool party. I didn't realize it was a sitting down at the table party, and none of you had any good responses. Sure. You well, all would, would just shrug. I was cooking. Yeah. I was cooking. But you would, like, shrug. You were like, yeah. oh, oh, come on, Lemmy. That's like, <laughs> you didn't even say, oh, come on, Lemmy. That's the face you gave me. You were like, right. come on, Lemmy. Right. Quit it. <laughs> but I still, you know, find myself drunk uh, alone later on. My brother hung out for a little while, and, uh, and then I hung out with my kids for a little while, and then they got tired of me. Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like how your parties usually end that way. <laughs> Where do you think it is that like uh, at what point did the kids start saying you've had too much beer, Daddy? Oh, they did. They said that. Yeah, but they always say that. So like, what right. what uh, at what point is it? Oh, what age? Uh, no, I mean how many beers? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I don't know. Like I I my my uh, wife asked me to speculate on how many beers I had. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know, eighteen. <laughs> And uh, but you know this is was like that a legitimate uh, estimation. Probably, I mean, this is like a over the course of seven hours. Yeah, right. Eighteen beers. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And uh, but I can do the fuck I want. I'm not. It's my house. You're not driving. I'm not driving anywhere. Mm-hmm. I got tons of beer. It's yeah. in the cooler. It's great. Yeah. I drink as much beer. fucking beer as I want to. Ice cold beer, bro. And I said that's what I said to my family. Yeah, that's what you say every time. Yeah. Uh, didn't you one of your kids like write a sign or like a contract for you? At one. Yeah, point? it was a Thanksgiving contract. Saying that I was not allowed to drink X amount of drinks, right? And if I did, I have to pay them each one million dollars. Mm. And I signed that contract. Yeah, and, and then I drank whatever I wanted to drink. And did you pay them the million dollars? Nah, each? nah, nah. I'm not gonna either. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them. This year I didn't drink too much at Memorial Day party. Last year and and other and Thanksgiving, your kids are always like, Steve, you're drinking too much. Yeah, this is what I'm on like my third. Right. And then I'm like, you kids don't even know the meaning of it. You don't even yeah. know what you're talking about. You think this is drinking too much? Yeah. Just we wait. You should see me on the road. <laughs> <laughs> you should see. You think your dad and I are drinking too much now? You should see yeah. your dad and I when we're touring. Yeah. You should see us on like a Tuesday night when we made Super Troopers too. You should have seen us when we were 23 years old. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. You should have seen me when I was 14 years old. <laughs> They'll know. They're Irish. They're going to know. They'll know. It's in their blood. Like, I can't wait. You know what I really can't wait for? What? Is when uh, your first daughter, when I see her with her first beer. With her first beer? Yeah. Because I know that, like, ultimately, like, your whole family, they're going to be beer people. Maybe. Like, your daughter's going to be beer girls. They might be. My wife drinks wine. Yeah. Yeah. But they might be beer girls, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be beer girls. Yeah. They might be. They're Irish. They're Irish. They're athletic, too. So it's like, that's... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Like rugby. Like, you yeah. could see them playing rugby. Yeah, and drinking a beer. And, ch- and going for the keg in college. Sure. That's going to be great, though, when you have your first beer with your daughters. I guess so. I don't know. Is it, it great? I don't know. Isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. So, Chukru, don't forget. Come to Charlotte. Don't forget to rate the podcast. Yeah. And, right? Uh, and tell a friend. Tell a friend. And uh, you know what? If you live in a town... 
that we haven't been to either in a long time or ever, let us know about it. We're putting our list together. A place yeah, to go. we're going we're gonna to line up some fall action. So uh, this is the time. I know we're looking at right now, we're looking at a uh, Minneapolis show. Yeah. Oh, we're going to be in Austin. We're I know gonna, that. We in are going to be in Austin. Um, we're going to be in Lexington, Kentucky. That's right. In August. In August, yep. So we're still figuring all that out. But you know. Yeah, we're going to be at the Bruja Festival in Cincinnati. Right, Cincinnati in August, yeah. A couple yeah. shows due tonight. Phoenix, last Phoenix shows. And, um, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, all right. Thanks, Chew Crew. What, what are you going to eat on your way out? Oh, I don't I even know what I was eating on the way in, man. What were you eating on the way in? I didn't say. What did? What was it? I didn't say. Uh, a chicken salad sandwich. I think like a chicken salad sandwich is a little bit of a crapshoot to order in the 100-degree heat. Yeah, you had one, though, right? But I had one, yeah. I had one yesterday, and I ordered it, you know, and uh, I was like, hey, chicken salad, I really want it, but what if it's like 108-degree, uh, it's been sitting in the 108-degree temperature, you know? Yeah. But no, they got AC here, bro. Yeah. What yeah. are you eating on the way out now? Oh, God, now we gotta, I got to figure that out, too? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. French fries. Okay. Did you already say that? Yeah, that's what oh, I... Oh, I can't do that, then. That's what I had. No, you can. I can? It's like ordering the same entree as your wife at a restaurant. Like, Sure, you're right. Go but ahead. it's a, it's a little... I got that salty taste on my eat mouth already. Eat what you want to eat, dude. I'll eat it. Salty. Eat what you want to eat. I like it. I'll do um, it. All right, I'm going to have some bacon on the way out, then. Okay. Bacon french fries. Yeah. Can you get bacon on those french fries? You, you can. All right. Bacon fries, right? Yeah. Sure. Fuck it. All, all right, Chew right, Crew. Good talking to you. All right. We'll talk to you again next week. We'll see you in Charlotte. Bacon. Here comes the bacon. Now leaving Nerdist.com.